bold, graphic, often psychedelic, and full of energy. This is the work of Poppy Fawn. Known for her vibrant collages and digital screen prints, her work is a connection through the years. Influenced heavily by the 60s and 70s, hers are bold and bright images, yet ones which are imbued with meaning. We talk about her love for the era, how that time influences how we behave now, and how she can spend hours just searching through flea markets for the right picture. This is Art Related Noise. I started experimenting with painting. There's so many avenues of art. We're surrounded by images. Just being lost in this sea of possibility. Announcing that I was going to be an artist. It brings the work I do alive even more. They could be part of this work as well. Everyone's got their own personal connection to something. Hello, welcome to Art Related Noise, the podcast of the Enter Gallery in Brighton. Very special guest today, very special guest. It's Poppy Fawn, who, in, in addition to being an amazing you know, artist, is also someone that we know very well from the Enter Gallery. Yes. In fact, you've been working there. You actually work there as well, don't you? And yes. you've been working there for a good number of years since, since we've been in the podcast, certainly. Yeah, I, I've been working there for um, just over seven years. Um, and... I've, I've recently, um, in the last year, gone part-time um, and it's been a great joy um, being involved in, in the art and obviously getting to know everyone and, um, yeah, with my art included, it's, it's a great, great place to be. I mean, you must have seen some, you know, you know so many great artists come and, come and go. I mean, uh, you've seen many changes at Gallery since, since you've been there in that seven years and you've expanded and there's more art on the walls. It's just such an immersive experience generally when you go into it do you find do you find that's helpful you know as an artist yourself absolutely I think I get a lot of inspiration just from from people in general but being around artists and and I've sort of built a lot of friends in the art world especially from working in the gallery like for instance even meeting like Sir Peter Blake that that was an amazing amazing achievement just to be able to sort of connect with someone who I'm I've got had such a huge sort of influence um so yeah it's it's been really great I think every single day you get more and more inspiration being involved in something that is so passionate for your life it's um it's really great do you think your your art practice has grown since the time that you've been there then because of those different influences coming in and meeting the likes of sir peter blake and you could name any other number of artists i should imagine a hundred percent i think that just being sort of involved and sort of seeing the artwork that's coming out and there's there there's a lot of inspiration that I've found from meeting people and and you know see, seeing the art that's um, being created constantly new art being evolved and it's a great sort of place to be so tell me about your own artwork then what would you say you are most known for what's your style how would you describe it I would say it's bold graphics psychedelic optical illusions with like cut out uh, collages from found from the 1960s and 1970s all of my work is from like original found material so I like to sort of bring in something old and put it into the world that we're living in now and I I like to use spirals and patterns and bold colours a lot of it works with I guess the control of social media at the moment so it brings it back from from like the old televisions that were advertised um, and sort of play playgirls from magazines and sort of bringing them to life as well. 
So there's a connection from from that, you know, like what 50, 60 years ago, that yeah. pop art culture, yeah, to, to now, yes. basically. I look at a, a number of your pieces, and I'm re- I'm reminded of you know like shows like The Avengers, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know things like that. It gives it, there's a real like nostalgic uh-huh. look and feel when you see a piece of your work. Is that is that an era that you've always been interested in? Then, yeah, I would say so. I think I'm very much interested in how things were back then. Things like how music has changed and like revolution, and th- there was like a a, a point that radically changed I believe from around that time it's been involved in all of our lives ever since but it's just people don't necessarily remember those times as how they are now but like the music scene every every music now has been influenced by something that was released back then it was such a great deal you know and and the the fashion and the the arts and and I think everyone was just trying to do something new pop culture as well it's it's really come forward to where we are now but um i just i just want to sort of remind people that it's come from a time and a place <laughs> so it's like this it, from what i'm hearing it's like a, a seed if you like there's that time in the 60s and 70s and there's lots of things going on with music and fashion as you yeah. say and that seed was was planted and everything that we've done since mm-hmm. can trace in some way, it's yeah. Genesis back to that particular time. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, definitely. So you you say you're doing collages. Has that always been something that you've worked on, or what, what? What was your, you know, if you go back and trace your artistic practice, you know, before? Yeah. How yeah. did you start, and how did you you get into collages, and where did that evolve from? Um, I would say, I mean, my both my parents are artists, so I was creating from like day one. I used to do lots of like paintings and pictures and I used to play around with wire and I'd make like basketball courts made out of wired people and my mum would just let me get on with it and I think it was one of those things where I was always trying to experiment with something but I would say that collage came into my life probably about seven years ago. I started to collect old postcards and then from there I'd be like wow these postcards are really interesting like the the way they've been printed, the colours, that there was like some kind of life in this postcard that was, it really attracted me, like a different world, a different time. So then I used to find other images and collage on top of the postcards, so I've got like a collection of old postcards. But that was where I started. From then I started to use digital um, and scan my images in, and I realised I could create something I'd found that was like two to five centimetres big and I could enlarge that and make that the main part of the image. So yeah, that was kind of where it started to change and I, I became more of like a, I could create digital prints and, and screen prints and, and yeah, so. So it sounds like, you know, you, before you found the, the postcards, you were you experimenting in a number of different fields and did yeah. you feel that as soon as you, you know, you, you found the inspiration of the postcards, you got into collage, that that, that helped hone your... Yeah. style in your career is that how it worked yeah definitely actually just before I started doing collage and making artwork to sell etc I I was making music or well, I was trying to make music I bought a guitar um, and I formed a band for a short amount of time and I was also creating clothes so I bought a sewing machine and I was thinking oh I, I want a pair of flares or I want a suit I'm gonna make it myself so I had sort of like all these creative aspects of what I wanted to project and art was one of them 
music was one of them and so was clothes making and I think I just realized at a certain point I really needed to think about what it was that was you know in me and what what I loved to do and and it was art and I just I knew it from then so I just gave up everything I sold all my guitars and my sewing machine's broken so I can just say that that's that's gone to one side but um yeah I think I could focus from there on and from then I got I got kind of um I got my first commission once I decided to sort of go with it and work hard and you know I got a commission from Playboy right what was that that was about five years ago and what did you create for for them so I received the email um on the Thursday and um obviously big title Playboy and I was just like wow oh my god um and I had to do some research just to make sure that it was legit. And they basically wanted me to do a a piece, a gentleman's guide to shrooming. So to, to what? Sorry? To shrooming. You're gonna have to explain that. <laughs> so um, I think it was taking mushrooms. Oh right. So a gentleman's guide to taking mushrooms, um, which I thought was hilarious. So they they'd given me um, a brief, and it, they wanted sort of men and women in tuxedos dancing under the sky you know I guess on shrooms so <laughs> I spent the next six hours just going through every single magazine I could possibly find and I pieced together this one piece and got it sent over and and yeah that was that was the first first big thing that happened for me wow so, gosh yeah. how did they find you um I'm not too sure actually I mean because that was at your beginning of your career when you'd first started yeah. you know, focusing on the thing yeah know? I but I don't know I've I believe sometimes when you put put your mind and energy into something then things come to you but I, I'm not sure <laughs> it's just maybe it, it's the universe yeah the universe thing. said Poppy here is Playboy <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I can't let it go but it, without going back to the band what was the yeah. band called um what was the band called the band was called Missing Mace Missing Mace yeah so um basically uh, it, it was um four of us who were obsessed with cats at the time and um so we looked up every <laughs> single word in a different language for cat and and Amazing. one of the one of the people in the band they, they collected missing cat posters so <laughs> i know it's very strange so we decided to call it missing mace because mace meant cat in another language <laughs> that is not the um what i expected to hear no. um for the inspiration behind that particular band no, it wasn't very creative but um... <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, just go back to the, the so the postcard so yes. you, you've got the postcard and that's that sort of giving you the initial motivation to, to to focus on the the collaging yeah do you remember which postcard it was that you first picked up or the time in your life when you thought actually there it is was there a particular image was there something that drew you was there a place I don't remember sort of the the time that I was in but I I think I remember my first postcard I mean a lot of my po the postcards I'd by would be like backgrounds of images uh, of places and this one postcard which I've kept safely is uh there's a, a a lady sort of dipping her hand into the sea and it's like a a New York setting and there's like rainbows that I've collaged on top with plant pots and it's like very very pop art and uh, it's got my style in there but I really really enjoy just changing a postcard like an image of a, a city and, and just putting a splash of like a lady in there or like 
a colour, a, a, yeah, different sort of vision, resh- vision reshaping the, the, the image or yeah. the world in which that postcard has been taken in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, where, where you are now uh-huh. in terms of, I mean, I know you've got a couple of print releases that you've had recently. How would you describe your journey from, from that particular point to the sort of stuff that you're, you're releasing now? I would say that I've kind of figured out, like, how I, I create. I'm always being influenced by there's something like that I've seen or or an emotion or a feeling that when I buy these magazines and when I'm looking through it's it pieces together sort of maybe how I'm expressing myself inside I can put it down onto paper do you feel it just emerges then when so if you you're talking about you know feeling or an emotion does that lead itself to choosing the images or do you have something in your mind that helps you beforehand? I always think I have something in my mind before, but what I have in my mind never comes out as I thought it would. I have to be sat in my studio, looking through magazines, putting the pieces together, and it always ends up being what I, the projection, but not in the same image as what I thought it would be. A lot of my work is kind of, it is on the spot. Apart from doing commissions, which I absolutely love, I love doing them because it's someone else's vision and they're like, right, okay, I want this. And and I can find those images. I can I can see it. I can put it together and it's really fun and really exciting to be part of something like that. But when it's your own, you know, you're putting your work in, it, I think you're going through a journey and it comes out when I'm in that space, I think. And do you need to be in a particular sort of zone or space for yourself you know so you, you described earlier you know you're in the you're in the studio you're, you're looking through the, the pictures tying that with you know a thought or an emotion whatever it is yeah. that you're you're experiencing at the time I mean is there a particular like environment that you need that to be within yeah totally I've all my brain is always thinking of ideas and always it's always buzzing with something but to be working I need my surroundings so like music is a huge part I'll always I always have to listen to music I create my bubble, so my studio is my bubble, it's my place, it's my it's my hub. But I think, yeah, I think once I'm in there, I'm in there for, for good. And you don't allow any other distractions in, so you've got the music, you've got the, the space, yeah. it is as you want, and then you're able to just... To just go, 100%, but I end up spending hours, <laughs> if not days. <laughs> once that happens, I'm like, I'm in there. <laughs> is it quite an obsessive thing then? Um, yeah, I would, I, I would say what... Once you start getting into it and your mind starts creating the work, or not your mind, but your you, you start creating the work from being in, in the studio, it's very hard to break away and leave that space. Because I guess like lockdown, for instance, that was not so much of like getting outside and getting the inspiration, things like that. So like, I would say being in, in that studio, once you're in there, you you're in there for good. Sounds like you need to really access your, your sort of inner world. Yeah, there. Totally. Um, I mean, particularly with something like lockdown, when you can't go out or yeah. you, you, you're not exposed to those external influences, yeah, yeah. You, you have to draw on your own inner, inner mind yeah. to some extent. Is that right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I actually found it really difficult during lockdown. With the creativity, I think because I'm inspired by like human interactions and being outside and seeing a colour just pop in my mind and or seeing an experience of someone else's as you know I don't know a 
couple giving each other a kiss, you know, just so, something that's real and something that's like life, you know, real life. And when you're locked in your own space and your own four walls, it's hard for your brain to sort of like come up with these creative moments. Because so, that, that's what you've just described sounds like a very extroverted you know, preference that yeah. you're sort of taking that inspiration from the outside world yeah. from what you're seeing yeah. and when you're in your studio well you can't do that you've yeah. got to sort of train that introverted ele- yeah, part yeah, of yeah. yourself totally talking about lockdown so that despite those particular challenges yeah. was that a creative time for you and uh, or, or how did you experience it in general no it wasn't creative oh. really oh. no um i really tried but i think i think it with with something like lockdown i was kind of just trying to understand everything and being sort of being locked inside i, I couldn't chase those creative moments like i couldn't it was very hard i felt like i had a bit of a wall against me when i was trying to come up with these ideas and trying to get something out i found it incredibly hard but then a lot of my friends who aren't artists started to create art and I felt like it was a lot of people who were doing art for the first time could really put everything into it and they they were making art like every day and they were like, oh, I'm going to be an artist. And I found it really hard up until lockdown ended and then lots of amazing things have happened since. I've had probably my best few months ever since lockdown ended because everything has come back out you know it's been like I've been able to just go people life you know and then all these ideas have just come back in and and I've had some really great um experiences since and sounds like you've been very freeing yes it's really freeing and I think yeah that's my work I guess is like about being free and so what 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 you you mentioned there's quite a few things that's happened since then what what would those be what are the key things that's happened so i um i was approached by a, an amazing jewelry designer called misoma and they're based in london um they got in touch just shortly after lockdown and i did a big campaign with them and another artist and a couple of musicians and uh, went to London for two days, did a big shoot up there with their, their new collection and they, they did a, a huge um, marketing piece on, on my artwork and I had all my art sent up to London and I mean they're amazing, a really amazing team but they, they really supported me and um, yeah that, that was great. And, and I noticed you're in Vogue today, we're actually speaking and you're literally <laughs> in Vogue so I can't yeah. let that pass because I've got it on the table in front of me and you've got a piece of your artwork, that was exciting. It's really, really exciting. Um, I mean I never never thought I'd be in, in Vogue but a month ago they got in touch and it's today I went and picked up the magazine it's just amazing to to be supported by such a amazing yes yeah I mean that's that's nice when that sort of thing happens isn't it and yeah. you can see your you know your work you know shown in such a impressed you know iconic really magazine yeah. like I suppose from yourself you know you, you talked a little bit about well we haven't talked much about your passion for fashion, but I know that you have a real passion for fashion. Yeah. Sounds like a bit of a rhyme there. Um, <laughs> passion uh, for fashion. <laughs> so it must be nice, you know, being in such a, a magazine like that. Yeah, it, it, I'm over the moon. I, I'm completely, completely over the moon. Very uh, happy that they, they got in touch. Um, but yeah, so I think for the next three three months I should I'll be in their magazine and online which is going to be really exciting well, very much so yeah, yeah. <laughs> just go back to your artwork then yes. so we've we've spoken a little bit about how you create your artwork but we haven't touched too much we've touched a little bit on sort of the the influences 
you know within it so if you look at the the, the current pieces you're making what are you, what are you thinking about and what's what's going into those uh-huh. what messages are going into those pieces at the moment i'm finding that a lot a lot of my most recent work and up and coming work is a lot about the influence that social media is having on a lot of us at the moment um, with everyone sort of using their iPhones all the time and how you know that a lot of people are being influenced by what's on the television and there's there's this whole I guess in the way I see things I think that it's controlling our life too much and I feel like it's it has been going on since sort of 50 years ago when there were like old televisions being sort of advertised in these magazines and they, they look so luxurious and I mean I own about six old televisions in my house um, right? but I don't use them it's just this whole I, I, it, I feel like this this box and and um, the internet and phones there is just a lot of control and I feel like there is a world out there there's a lot of nature and we could be using our time so much better so I think a lot of my work is has been involved involving that control do you think we've become more addicted to this these you know these bits of technology phones and you know tv since since lockdown do you think that's exasperated the the, the issue yeah i mean i th- i think it's probably been going on for longer than lockdown but we haven't really had anything else to go go by since lockdown you know we've not some people would be left you know at home on their own and they've they've only had their mobile phone they've only had their television and you know that there, there is so much more to that and we've broken away from connect connecting with people during this time and we shouldn't rely on you know the social media and there needs to be a breakthrough that we have more balance in our life and I, I it worries me that you know one day we will all be chipped and you know um, robots it sounds like there's a bit of an addiction there isn't there that, yeah. that, that people are, are maybe using it's a bit it's a, a bit of a, a crutch and, and and relying on on social media or technology yeah. just to just to get through the life and I think one of the recent images that I saw from you i think it's a you know it's a road it goes into a little you know, archway yeah. and into what i'm perceiving not i don't know if this is in your mind, but into like nothingness it's like into a void yes, yeah, in yeah. which you you know if you spend too much time there you're not going to escape yeah. so it comes back to the fact that you know what, what how do we move ourselves away from that yeah and you know enjoy i mean gosh we're in brighton today the beach or yeah yeah, yeah. well that's it i think i mean like even even with creating this art, I, th- I feel like if there's any any part of it that can shine the sort of secret message to people to make them do one less social media part in the day, or you know, something so that the, so you can look up from looking at your phone and see like something beautiful happen that's natural and you know real in life instead of it just being absorbed. I mean, we all do it, but it would be nice to sort of break away and see what's out there. Where do you like to go to? Breakaway. Um, where do I like to go to? LA. <laughs> oh right, I was expecting like the cobbles down the road. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, well, on my thirtieth birthday, I instead of having a big one, I decided to go to um, a, a completely secluded place in the Caribbean, away from everyone. Oh, wow. Sounds nice. But it was really beautiful. But like, yeah, I, I, of course, we can't go and do those things every day but yeah I'd say I mean I live just by the sea 
I've just moved there and yeah being by the sea is amazing because it does take your mind away from everything and very freeing isn't it very freeing yeah I'd, I like to go to Lewis it's a lovely place it's a beautiful place and it's just down the road it, it feels like I've I've gone away for you step back in time when you go to that place don't yeah, Lewis absolutely. it's a lovely little, little area and it's got really good artistic history there as well a lot you of know history. the Bloomsbury set were you know used to hang around there didn't oh, they really? yeah yeah there's lots of sort of connections with the Bloomsbury group oh, wow. and, and, and things around around Lewis and lots of artists in general because it seems to me to be just a lovely place to yeah. seek inspiration yeah I find a lot of my um, my magazines and books when going through all their flea markets which is great yeah they've got a lot of those haven't they it's like, it's like a bit of a uh, an amazing place if you're into sort of second hand or flea market or that sort of thing and yeah. you could you can probably spend hours just going through that I do yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you ever find yourself just like getting completely you know immersed in yeah there's there's a um, a stall in in Snoopers Paradise which is a flea market in Brighton which I'm constantly in like nearly sat on the floor going through magazines and I'm pretty sure I've had people come over and sort of think oh what's she doing you know <laughs> and like trust me I'm not stealing I'm just just trying to find the perfect image um but yeah so I've I've spent quite quite a fair fair amount of money in Snoopers Paradise <laughs> hunting through for old Playboy magazines and yeah just finding that image but yeah, I must look like a bit of a freak. <laughs> and and do, you, do you think when you when you're in there, then when you find him, is it the sort of thing you you know it? Yeah, you just know it. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I can go through I can go through a, a magazine, and there'll be one image that I just I know that image is going to be the one for a piece that I'm thinking of, or you know, it's is it instant? Instant. There's an instant image or there's something that I, I just know it and like a lot of my friends and like my you know partner and things like that you know if they've found a, a magazine or book and they go oh what be like here that and I'll go through it and I'm like oh it's really really great but it's this weird buzz that I get with certain image or certain scene or a certain way it's been printed or you know that that color that I need to take and put into my my piece it something signals it's rare it's not all the time but I'll always buy that book or that magazine if it's if there's one image in there that I love generally there's only one but and and when you're working on them now you still do the cutting out yes and then you digitize them and then you is it is it more collaging on paper or is the collaging now happening on screen so I will I'll find my images and then I will scan them in so a lot of my work is done on my computer because um, I use a lot of like graphic design as well. Um, generally, I'll, I will have the cutouts and there'll be some kind of, you know, when I'm working beside my computer, I'll have these cutouts sort of in a kind of collage element, but they won't replicate the image that I'm going to create because sometimes there'll be bigger larger images or I'll, I'll edit them or um, you'll make things bigger and so other things smaller wouldn't you? yes yeah I, I really love to play around with certain images like for instance with first play which is uh, my first screen print that I had the the lady is like she's playing a record but she's the main image on the piece it's quite a large piece it's like 60 by 60 but the image I found of her she was a tiny lady on a beach 
she was minuscule and I just I noticed her and I just thought oh my god out of this whole crowd I need to I need to see what she looks like bigger and when I enlarged her I knew I was going to use her for for this idea so it's amazing what you can do but yeah I do original collages as well but I think I really enjoy playing around with well it gives you more freedom of scope doesn't it you yeah. might as well use the you know what you've got available to you Absolutely. to just sort of you know experiment and play yeah so that's what i'm getting a sense that you do as well just like playing around with yeah, yeah, yeah. with totally. your work and seeing what happens it's it's fun to see the outcome poppy i think we'll leave it there lovely thank you for talking to art related noise thank you so much 